welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, how's it going? It's great, Patrick. Um, we're definitely recording this in a new session. We didn't just finish recording the last one. Uh, we're fresh. We're ready to podcast. Um, and we're actually recording this minutes before you hear it. So these are... Um, everything we say about any kind of injuries or COVID, you know, COVID situations, they're going to be accurate up to the minute. Uh, yeah. when you hear this. We're, we're actually, as you listen to any of our podcasts, and a lot of people don't know this, this is sort of groundbreaking technology. We're only on a couple minute delay. Anytime you listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. we're only a few minutes ahead of you. Um, we only do that because Patrick has attempted to say certain words he wants me to bleep <laughs> out. And I, I won't be repeating those, but uh-huh. I do have to handle them as the producer of the podcast. <laughs> Uh-huh. A lot of accurate <laughs> statements in there. Um, but yeah, we, we do only record on about a three-minute delay. So anytime you're listening to the podcast, if you try to skip ahead like four minutes, you just can't do it. There's not podcast there yet. We're still filling right. that space. Um, and it's sort of a it's a way to avoid, you know, anything being uh, kind of behind the times, perhaps a discussion about where Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma quarterback transfer, might go, mm. uh, perhaps a discussion about... Uh, really anything of the sort uh, and he has already transferred to uh-huh um and the answer is actually liberty which is interesting i don't know if he's making <laughs> some sort of political statement with that but um we yeah we we do that to make sure that you're getting the the hottest information as you know <clears throat> as as uh as up to date as we can possibly deliver it and that's why today we are recording here on the day of the national championship game um one minute before it starts, our national championship mm. game preview, Georgia and Alabama. Ryan, do you remember in the middle of the season when we were having so much fun watching all of the weird things happen and all of the upsets, and I told you it's going to be Georgia and Alabama in the national championship and it's going to suck? Do you remember that? Um, I think – I don't think you told me that. I think we mutually came to that understanding. A likely story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is it, – it really – we have completed the 2007 circle because, like in 2007, the regular season was good. And then Wait, the, wasn't this my idea? No. Hang on, what the fuck? Wasn't no. this something I posted about? No. I think I posted about it being 2007, dude. I think you're gaslighting me No, no, the right 2007 now. thing, that was – that might be yours, but I was telling you a couple weeks back, like in the middle of the season, that it was still going to be like fucking – Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State in the playoff, and then Alabama, Georgia in the championship. We ended up getting two interesting teams in the playoff, and they both immediately ate shit. And now here we are again. We've got LSU, Ohio State in the national championship game. It's Georgia, Alabama. We we had all that, and now it's this. It's this shit again. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. This sucks. Um... <laughs> the haters and losers are going to try and tell you that this is good. It's not good. This sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't care about the game at all, right? Do you? Like, I, I personally couldn't care less. Yeah. I guess I'd be interested if Georgia won. Um, Would it? But they're not going to, right? <laughs> I don't think so. So we can, we're going to dive right in. This is our preview episode. Um, we're going to dive right into this. I, I they can tell it because they're hearing it right before the title game. Yeah, exactly. You're hearing it as you're watching the national title game, and we're calling <laughs> the plays out as they're happening. Um, but, like, I... I I think if Georgia lost the last one, it's going to lose this one, right? Because the teams haven't changed. They're the same teams. They have the same approach. And, like, I know that that's not – sometimes that's not how it works, where when a team loses the first game, it usually bounces back and wins the second one. But that's not how it works against Alabama. Usually when you lose to Alabama the first time, they also beat you the second time if they're going to play you again. Like, it's not really a team that you can get one over on. And I certainly don't think that Georgia is the staff to get one over on Alabama. I don't think this offensive coaching staff is smart enough to do that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, pretty much. That's the size of it. <laughs> like, Georgia, like, I mean, Georgia's just a, an, an uninspired, uninteresting offensive coaching staff. They don't have, like, with Sam Pittman gone, their running game's gotten so boring. We just started the last episode. Um, they don't really seem to, like, have a solution to Jamison Williams, right? Like, they're just going to play find the fish. Like, Alabama's yeah. going to play find the fish, Darren Kendrick, all game, uh, as they should. It works. Yeah. Um, Georgia's probably not going to pass the football very well. And it'll be like a it, it, basically this game is going to look like the Alabama Cincinnati game looked. Jesus, I mean, <laughs> that's very mean. maybe like maybe it's slightly closer, but it's like twenty four thirteen or something. I don't think but... Alabama can run on Georgia the way that it did on Cincinnati, but I do think that Alabama can throw the ball quite a bit better against Georgia than it did against Cincinnati. I mean, Georgia doesn't have in that case. Robert. It'll be a bigger blowout than, yeah. than it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it would be especially low scoring because I don't. I don't think Alabama really needs it to be. I think Alabama can score on this Georgia defense pretty consistently. Um, the question that I have is. Does and I don't think it does, but does that Cincinnati game, does having a month of preparation, does the you know Auburn and LSU games present somewhat of a a template for Georgia to try and defend this Alabama offense because of how poorly it went last time? Does Georgia look to change things up a little bit, look to have a better answer, or are they just fucked because they don't have the cornerbacks to do it? Um, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I like. It's the, the biggest thing I think Georgia's going to struggle with is that it seems like Bryce Young did very well when he was pressured against them, and I don't think they're able to get him down outside of the pocket, right? Which if you can't tackle Bryce Young outside the pocket, you can't beat Alabama. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Georgia should any kind of capability to do that. Like maybe Nicobe Dean is just like, but if you're if you're saying Nicobe Dean into blitz every down, you're kind of like wasting him, right? Like his whole thing is his versatility. Sure. So I don't know what I don't know what the fucking answer is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally unexcited about this game. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's a foregone conclusion that Bama wins. Bama fixing their O line was like what they needed. Yeah. Um, their defense is still kind of mids, and like if Jamison Williams gets hurt, then this game is wide open and anyone could win. Yeah. But if Jamison Williams gets hurt, there's just going to be like three combined touchdowns in this game. Does so, John, does John Mechie being out play a role here at all? Um, I don't think John Mechie was very good, so no. Okay, fair. John uh, Mechie and Slade Boulder are like the same guy, yeah. right? Like, what's the difference? So what is the path then? If we're, <laughs> if we're trying to, let's say, make a podcast that we want to be at least 30 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just want to say, like, I do want to point out the John Mechie guys out there. Anyone who thinks John Mechie is, like, going to be a, a receiver draft in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, you're a dumb guy, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I don't think he's... Do you like do you like John Mechie? I don't know. Like I think he sucks. I'm going to tell you I have I have literally zero opinions about John Mechie. I have never thought well, about he, John Mechie. Right, he plays in the best team in college football and he's totally anonymous. Yeah. Like, I have just, no like, thoughts on John Mechie. You know like they they play in an offense that has you know nothing but five stars at every position. They have like the Heisman winning quarterback. They have their Blitnikoff runner up. They have, you know, uh four number one overall running backs and then the guy who also starts yeah. um, <laughs> uh, and then they have two receivers who can't average get explosive plays at all because they like can't get open so he's one of those two guys jesus christ this kid has 96 receptions on the season how did he do that yeah <laughs> because everyone just tries to cover jameson williams deep yeah and they're like yeah john mentioned out the ball that's fine like he's not he's not gonna do anything with it <laughs> Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. What's he going to do? I don't understand. But, and also like, I think the guys, I think starting John Mechie because just because he was there the whole time was actually bad for Alabama and having like Jojo Earl or Ja'Cory Brooks play. 
is going to make their lives better. So yeah, I, do think, I think actually I think, their receiving may improve by playing Ja'Cory Brooks. I do think Ja'Cory Brooks is better than John Maggio. Um, I, I, I was pretty impressed yeah. with, with Ja'Cory Brooks against Cincinnati. So they, All three of those fresh receivers, I know, I know uh, Ajayi Hall hasn't played very much, but they had Ajayi Hall, Ja'Cory Brooks, Jojo Earl all come in. Was, was, it, was Christian Leary your freshman too, or has he been there? Um, you're you're barking up the wrong tree with that one. I, I, would uh, I don't know the answer. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, um, you know... Anyway, okay, let me ask you this. What is Georgia's path to win in your mind? So I think that it's probably, from what I have seen from Alabama, it is really, those tight ends really, really play well, and Stetson Bennett is able to get the ball to them pretty quickly. Um, I don't think Alabama has a great answer for the tight ends, specifically Brock Bowers, but really any of them. There's not a great answer for them. They're they're very good, and I, I think they deserve to be as as much a focal point in this offense as they are because they're very good. And I, I think leaning into that, like, I don't really like these Alabama linebackers. I don't think they're particularly good. Um, and, and so I think that the passing attack staying roughly on schedule with those guys would be a, a really good start. Obviously, that's easier said than done. But, like, Darnell Ro- Washington, is he healthy? Because he needs to be involved in this game if he can play. And I, I don't know why he hasn't been more involved this season because he's, he's really good. He's a really good player. Um, I, I think that it's getting Brock Bowers involved. I think that it's getting James Cook involved as a wide receiver. I really liked what we saw from Georgia against Michigan in using him as a receiver. I, I think that that's a lot of it, is creating easy passes for Stetson Bennett, creating plays in the passing game by finding receivers in unique positions. Georgia's not going to be able to win this on the outside you know, enough that it can win the game because I don't think Stetson Bennett can hit receivers consistently. I don't think he can hit George Pickens on the kind of routes right. that George Pickens maybe, maybe that's the answer is Georgia just like shows up and physically bullies Alabama. Maybe. Like, which is <laughs> easier said than done, yes. <laughs> to say the least. But I think like if they can just win the line of scrimmage and, and, and like – I don't know, make life – if Alabama can't run the football, I don't think they can beat Georgia, right? I mean, like they, they can't run at all? They didn't really need it last time. They didn't need it, but it's different than not being able to. Yeah. I, I just – I don't know. I, I, I think that it's, it's less – I don't think Georgia has a great path for stopping Alabama here. Maybe it's really, really selling out to stop the pass and basically just accepting that, that you know, Alabama's going to be able to get yards on the ground. Um, because yeah. what they what did Cincy last, did essentially yeah because what they did last time was not viable and maybe you're doing what Cincy did maybe that's the blueprint that they take from Cincy is that you just sell out to stop the pass and you trust that your defensive line is better than Cincy's which it, it is at least in the trenches uh, in the middle and right maybe it's doing that and then offensively I think it really is like you have to find unique. You you have to attack the defense from unique positions. You have to do it with you got, like like we talked about those linebackers, right? You got to get those linebackers. Yes, yes. you have um, to peel apart the defense to get to the linebackers. And I think that that means that George Pickens is almost exclusively a decoy in this game. I think that he is just working to pull, you know, like Kool Aid McKinstry into the secondary, pull Jordan Battle into the secondary, and maybe you throw those once or twice, um, and you make sure that they're going out of bounds so that they can't be intercepted. Um, but for the most part, he is there as a decoy, and the place you're trying to attack is the middle of the field, either off mm-hmm. the line from a tight end or out of the backfield, be it with uh, James Cook or it should be they should do that with Pickens too. They should use Pickens in motion, get him into the backfield, and make it so that a linebacker or Jordan Battle has to cover him on short routes. But I don't think that long developing plays are viable for Georgia. I think that it has to be quick stuff from weird positions that Alabama is not prepared for. Yeah, I tend to agree. And do you have any faith that Georgia can do that? 
Not really. I mean, I guess. Nope. Same. Me I, I guess <laughs> they 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 had the extra month of preparation. Uh, I'm gonna assume that they were preparing more for this game than they were for the Michigan game, based on watching that. Um, and you know, maybe they have added some of that stuff in, but it is just, we talked about this on the last episode. These teams don't have a need to be creative offensively for much of the season. And Alabama obviously is creative offensively and that's their whole identity, but they have the same thing defensively where they're, they're pretty much doing the same stuff that they usually do. And these teams don't have that need in the season to add wrinkles in a, in order to win games. And so I just don't know if Georgia has the ability or the, the willingness to swallow its pride and say, all right, we have to do weird shit to beat this team. And you know, I, I just, I don't know if Kirby Smart is willing to say like, yeah, I can't beat Alabama straight up. I have to, I have to scheme it up, which is not something you should be ashamed of as a coach, but I, I feel like he might be. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I mean, but they're going to be afraid, right? It's just what to expect. Yeah. So, so then, what is the? <laughs> I, I think that is. I, the, I just can't get myself into any point where I'm like, oh, right, they're going to do X, Y. Like, I, I don't, I don't have anything that I'm actually confident that Georgia is capable or like even interested in executing. Um, that can win in this game because I don't think they're creative. I don't think they're a team that's going to go out there and try something new. I think. Like they're going to do the thing that everyone does and fucks up against Alabama, which is acting like they're the favorite in the football game and playing conservative for some reason. Yeah. Um, and they're just going to lose because of it. So what was what was the thing? I honestly don't remember what was what had convinced us that Georgia was going to beat Alabama last time. How do we get back there? Um, it was the Alabama didn't have a good line, but we know that's not true anymore. Is it? Is it not true? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's not true. I think I, we saw them kick George's ass, right? Like that same O line. Yeah, and they're only getting. I, think, I guess they lost another starter, but was that just for the game, or is that? I think that was just for know. the game. Um. Okay. Well. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they lose a couple starters in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Bryce yeah, Young gets maybe Bryce Young gets sick. I guess that's the path. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe like maybe Evan Neal goes down or something. Yeah. Um, that happens. The game's interesting. <laughs> Georgia Georgia's a three point favorite in this game, and the spread consensus is seventy four percent in their favor. Ah, man, mm. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, that's that. Uh, it's back and forth between like, I don't know, but that must be maybe, maybe Vegas knows something, huh? Maybe. And it is like, also, I understand the idea of this Alabama team is, is crazy that this is just, they have suddenly clicked into being a national title contending team. Like this was a dog shit football team for the entire right. season. They were not good. They were not good. They should have lost like three games. And now, now we're talking about them like they're unbeatable. And I think it might be true. And it's, it's, it's I, just fucking crazy. Like I, the thing that drives me nuts here is that I was right about Bama all season. Bama was low key trash the whole year. And, but the fucking, these uncreative, boring bullshit coaches who don't want to try anything new or try to win football games against better teams. Cause they're scared of like getting yelled at by the media. Uh, just do the same conservative bullshit and lost the Bama over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at the schedule here. Florida, you know, they they beat Florida by two. Florida absolutely could have won that game. Comes down to two co- a two point. Terrible conversion. football team. Um, yeah, Florida was not good. Texas A and M beats them. 
You have the Tennessee game where Josh Heupel gives up at halftime. Um, LSU is a six-point win. Oh, my God. That fucking game. LSU is a six-point win. Arkansas is a seven-point win. Auburn is a two-point win. Auburn absolutely should have won that game. Um, And then, you know, even, like, the good version of Alabama, Cincinnati was in that game into the second half. And it's just like (sighs) – I just don't know if there's anybody willing to 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 do what they need to do against Alabama that has the talent to do it. Like I, that is, I I think we're bumping up against this a lot in these these last couple episodes as we talk about the you know the playoff here is that there's just no creativity within these teams. They're hyper talented. They're they're really really talented, but none of them are willing to do anything. They don't do anything weird. They just do base shit. Even against the best yeah. teams in the country, it's like watching a bad NFL team. It's like watching a poorly coached NFL team here with these with these groups because we know they're not going to change anything. Georgia's not going to adjust. They don't do that. Alabama's not going to adjust. They don't do that. They, that's not what we do here. It's just like Alabama's more talented than Georgia is, so we're fucked. It's just going to be that again. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> that's that. Hey, you guys know what's been funny and like kind of turn things around here in this podcast? Yeah, sure. I'm looking at a screen <laughs> at the like uh, splash page for a video that Rivals just put out, where it seems like one of the recruiting analysts has an eye patch, looks like a pirate. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sending it to you right now. Um, they have like Steve the pirate from Dodgeball as one of their. Uh, right, I'm, one of their, their... <laughs> I'm looking at this right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking this. This is all good. <laughs> I think we need this guy to come coach the team. I love that it's not addressed. I think that's great. Uh, <laughs> good for that guy. Who is this? Guy? I'm looking this guy up. Hang on. Um, let's just take a little break. <laughs> take a, little a little detour from talking about. I, I do uh, have. I do have a topic once we get back in. Um, that I, I'd like okay. to explore. Well, but, just go ahead. Go ahead. Then. Okay. So we talked about this on the last episode, and they're they're these are bleeding together. Not because we just recorded them, and we're we're doing this one immediately after. That's not what we're doing. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's not what we're doing. Would Georgia? And this is going to sound dumb on its face, but I think it might be correct. Mm. Would Georgia win this game and win the national championship? Obviously, if it was running the triple option, would it win the Would it win the national championship with this defense? No. This team? Are you really? I think it might. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you got Zamir White, you got James Cook, you've got Kenny McIntosh, you've got Kendall Milton, all on this team. I. I think that would be pretty hard to defend if you have three of those guys out there at a time and then a quarterback. But if they ran the triple, they they wouldn't recruit like Georgia recruits. So uh, why not? Because that is it's not the way it works. Recruits don't come. To I mean, offensive play when you offensive recruits don't. Who's to say that defensive recruits wouldn't? Uh, I guess I'm saying that. Well, saying. The, okay, then, then then what if what if Georgia just in the I last... think it changes your profile as a program. Like I, I think there are a lot of teams that should be running the triple. Uh, I don't think Georgia is one of them. I think like uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Like you can have a creative run game without running the fucking triple. They should just. I, I understand what you're saying. You're not advocating for that. I get yeah. that. But um, I don't know. The answer is just hire a better OC than Todd fucking Munkin. Just go get a good OC. Yeah. There, so- there's a lot of them, and like they're like, <laughs> you know many of them would salivate at the chance to play with all of this Georgia talent, right? Yeah. People would love that. Like you're telling them, oh hey, you get you know, three or four or five-star running backs, you get, uh, there's like two five-star quarterbacks in the roster. They're not playing for some reason. Uh, you know, you have a, a million five-star offensive linemen. Uh, the defense is really good. You never have to score more than 30 points. Oh, great. Like that's, that's a hard thing job to recruit for. You could get someone better than Todd Munkin for that. Yeah. 
man, I do. I I almost feel like they would. Like if we're if we're if we're operating in a hypothetical here, where in the last month Georgia has installed the triple option, I think they would win this game. I think if you hold the ball for forty minutes against this Alabama team, and then you have Georgia's defense, I think you can win that game. Absolutely. It's not like Alabama has an amazing run defense. It's fine. Um. Hmm. I think Georgia should run the triple option in this game. That's my solution. I think Georgia should run the triple. You think they should just install the triple in the next week? Yes. Right now, I think they should just install the triple. <laughs> Very basic triple. They have like four plays. I think they should install the triple and they should go there. And Nick Saban is just in shock when they come out and they run the fucking triple. Could you? I mean, imagine? that would be funny, I guess, but. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> first play of the game, Stetson Bennett comes out in a flex bone? <laughs> uh, I'm imagining it. <laughs> um, Nick Saban calling a timeout. Immediate first play of the game. What the fuck are they doing? Wait a second. <laughs> he's doing the Andre the Giant gif. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's an idea. I, I do think you should call up Kirby and tell him he should install the uh, the triple this week and see how it goes. This is like the um the the like the NBA off season shit post where it's like, uh, what would happen if the other four players just formed a wall around <laughs> Steph Curry and he just he just shot from behind them? What if George just ran the triple? It's an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what if George just started Brock Vandegrift? I don't know. Okay. All right. Now we're now we're talking. I mean, um, <laughs> what if, okay, here's an idea. You remember that guy, Justin Fields? What if he never transferred from Georgia? Okay. All right. Now we're, now we're, yeah, now we're, now we're cooking with gas. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I really, what else, what else I don't know if say? there's a realistic path here. I really don't. I don't know if there's a realistic path for Georgia to win this game. It, it feels like we're kind of headed for another national championship coronation. And I'm just, like it's it's a it's yeah. a it's a larger thing in college football and it, it can be a discussion on its own. I'm just so tired of this. This sucks. It it sucks that the, yeah. Like we can have these great regular seasons. We can have all this stuff. Like this regular season was really good. I think it was one of the best in a long time. And then you get to the end of it, and there's never, ever a satisfying ending. It always sucks. It sucks every time. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, when's the last time it didn't suck? Like, some of those Clemson-Bama games were fun that Clemson won. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, then you have to, what, you're going to root for Dabo? Like, that can't happen. Um, there hasn't been an interesting or unique college football title game in a long-ass time, dude. It's been a long time. What was the, the 2018 title was the one where Clemson smacked Alabama around, right? Yeah. So 2017. 2019, LSU Yeah, 2020, smacked, Alabama. Uh, so, so 2017 was the Georgia... Where they blows where they they blow the lead, but that wasn't a good game. That was a good game. It was not. Uh, a, that was not a good game. It was a good. Fair end. enough. Fair enough. It it's a, a, a memorable ending. game. Um, twenty sixteen would have been one of the good Clemson Alabama ones, I think, and then twenty fifteen was the other one. But like that's that's what we've had three good two. I guess two good because the twenty fourteen championship was not good. We've had two good national championships. Right, but that, I guess the semifinal was great at least. Yeah, like that's that's something. Yeah, and like and the, <laughs> I, I, that Georgia Oklahoma semifinal was great in 2017 was yeah it 2017 that was the yeah 2017 i think um the uh there's the 20 Ohio state clemson semifinal in 2019 was not good football but was memorable yeah man um <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean look I, I think like the the thing is is 
I think you need to the, the only way we're going to get a more diverse set of champions is if you give that everyone's team in the country more chances to fuck up. Yeah. So the more rounds they have to play through in the playoffs, the likelier it is we're going to have a a, a new champion, right? Like, the, like as we saw from Alabama, like and pretty much every college team of all time, even these dominant teams or these super talented teams are are just their college kids. Like they have more variability than a, than a pro team. Um, Clemson is capable of losing to like Wake Forest in a season, or I guess they beat Wake Forest. Capable of losing to NC State, you know. Uh, Alabama is <laughs> capable of losing to Texas A&M without a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State's capable of losing to Purdue or Iowa. Like all of these teams are capable of losing. Georgia lost to South Carolina a year or two ago. Like there, all these teams are capable of losing games they should win. So the answer for more champions is more playoff entrance because it's higher very voting college football than pro. Right. Do we also need to get rid of in in so doing? Do we need to get rid of the three weeks before we play those games? Because it seems like that's also a pretty, a pretty critical part. Of yeah, this, Alabama I can mean, prepare for anybody who's playing. Right. Uh, I think so. Pretty much. Yeah. I think they should just go right from. Uh, I, I posted a schedule on Twitter a while ago. I'm gonna dig that up. What I had, I had something that I think worked out pretty well for like a 12 team playoff. Yeah. Um, I I almost feel yeah. like because you're getting rid of conference championship games, so maybe you take a week at the end of the season and everybody gets that off, and then it goes into bowl games and and playoff at the same time. Yeah, um, and I, I mean I also think like playing those as home games would be awesome, and would remove some of the just some of like the boring atmosphere of these games too. Like the fact that these games are played in you know these sanitized pro stadiums with yeah. uh, just the richest fans of the fan base watching does suck. Yeah. I'd like to change that. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I think that that all would 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 help at least a little bit. But there there is just also the issue of it seems like anytime there's a major game in college football of any sort, like a, a power on power game, both teams play like shit. <laughs> they just they tighten up way too much. And yeah. I think that that's always going to be an issue. I don't know how you get rid of that other than or just like, or it's a total blowout, right? That's yeah. the answer is one team feels prepared, the other team doesn't. Like yeah, it, it's basically the Ohio State style game we complain about, like where Ohio State only sells comfortable games where it jumps out to a twenty-one nothing lead and just blows you out immediately. Sure. Like, you know, and those are like every playoff game that's that's not shitty. Yeah, and it's we can't make the <laughs> we can't make these guys not twenty two. <laughs> you know, there's no there's no college right. football fix that makes them not twenty two. And so I don't know I don't know how we reckon with that. I don't know if there's a We great can make way the coaches better. We we can demand kind of entrance exam to coach college football, maybe. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you must be this tall to ride. Yeah, of make course. It a little bit taller, whatever Nick Saban is. Sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> the only guy whose team is ever prepared for these games. We're getting him out of the sport. Yeah, that's the answer. I mean, look, it just doesn't seem that hard to coach football. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that. Yeah. That's that's fine. Um, so so realistically, what are we what are we actually what are we expecting here? What is the what is the? Uh, um, what's the... I think it's what I said from the jump, right? I think Alabama wins. Like uh, I'll say, like thirty-one to twenty, uh, where Georgia gets a garbage time touchdown. Like, Georgia's never really in it because they can't move the ball consistently. Um, Georgia sells out, stop the pass, but still lets the break, damn break once or twice. Um, Alabama just leans on them. Uh, Georgia's run game is uncreative and boring, yeah. and Alabama wins fairly comfortably. Yeah, I, I think that in it's, a really bad game. To I, yes, yeah, I think that it's. <laughs> I think it's 
kind of closed for like a half. I think Georgia maybe gets out to an early lead with a nice scripted opening drive and everybody's freaking out. They're like, oh my God, the scripted drive, it worked. They're going to win. And then they don't. Um, Alabama. Oh yeah. If Georgia goes up seven, nothing live bet Bama. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Live bet Bama and the, um, probably the over because Alabama will be mad that it gave up a first, (laughs) the first drive touchdown and we'll score 50 points Uh to, to respond to that. Um, but I, I think Georgia probably comes out with a really nice scripted drive, does a bunch of this shit where it's moving receivers around and creating open passes for Stetson Bennett, um, and then immediately stops doing that on every on every drive that follows, comes out of the half with another script, does it again, it works perfectly again, and then goes away from it. Georgia scores like 17 points, <laughs> 14 of them on those two scripted drives. And Alabama, it's it's like 10 to 7 at the half, Alabama leads, and then Alabama coming out of the half has solutions for Georgia's defense and wins it like 35, 38, 17, something like that. Um, just because I, I just don't think Georgia has the, the horses offensively. I really don't. I don't think that this defense is built in the way that it needs to be to beat this specific Alabama team. I think that this Georgia defense would kick the shit out of some early 2010s Alabama, uh, yeah, early 2010s Alabama teams, but this is not yeah. that. Like, I, I think that this Georgia right. team Kirby, would, Kirby has the answers to the wrong test. Yeah, right? I think like, that, that's the problem. I think that this Georgia team would dick stomp just about any pre-2015 Alabama <laughs> team, but they're they're not yeah, playing that. <sighs> they're not doing that. They... It's crazy that like all these Saban assistants just like have figured out the answers to beat the wrong Alabama teams. Yeah, it's, like none of them have. Uh, <laughs> yes, dude. It yes, sucks, dude. they're all doing this. Like Kirby is trying to beat 2012 Alabama. Lane Kiffin is trying to beat 2016 Alabama, where they can't stop a mobile quarterback. Um, Jimbo Fisher, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I have no idea what Jimbo Fisher. Well, he actually did it. Let's point that out. He actually won one of these games. So good for him on that front. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, Jimbo Fisher's just trying to vibe out and collect yeah, some checks. Jimbo Fisher's just having a good time with his friends. Um, but like all and that's of, cool. Yeah, but like all of these guys, they are trying to beat a version of Alabama that no longer exists by the time they have built out the program that they wanted. Like that's save us, Billy Napier, please. Yeah, like that is, <laughs> I think that that really is the nightmare with Saban is that if you're a Saban assistant, you can see how everything works. You can see what you need to do to try and take down this program. You can go to a new program. You can build it exactly how you want it to to stop what Alabama is doing, to counter what Alabama is doing. And by the time you will have built it, he has changed. He has completely reworked right. everything. That well, they here's, that's the problem. This is going to sound like a joke, like I'm doing some like bullshit, you know, Twitter thing. But like the, the Sabanism, like the success of Saban is not a system or like a certain no, style of play. It's him. That's what all these guys do. It's a, it's a, it's, well, it's not even just him. It is literally a mindset. Like it is constantly searching <laughs> yes. for areas to perfect and improve and optimize and like never letting anything sell. There's nothing in his program. He's just like, well, that's good enough. Yeah. That doesn't exist anywhere in his program. And like that guy is the best of all time. And he thinks that way. He's yeah. constantly finding something to tweak and change and update. And like when his program gets stale, gets to a point where it's like losing in a certain way, like you will fucking guarantee he's firing that coach and someone new that offseason. Like it happens every time. Dude, like I he would, always does it. I wouldn't be surprised if he fires Pete Golding after a championship. I would not be surprised he's, at all if he fires Pete Golding right. after this season. Pete he, Golding sucks. He hates this defense. He fucking hates this defense. He hates this Absolutely, rushing he attack. Should. Yeah, he has good reason to. He's correct. And they're still going to win because, like, it's just a it's just, well, one, like, you know, in game coaching is very important. And Saban's the best in game coach in college football. I think yeah. that's pretty much universally true, right? We can agree on that. Yeah. Um, but that's, again, that shit shouldn't be hard. Like, the things that we all criticize coaches for on the media, like in media, is obvious thinking. And the answer is just like, you know, 
have some control over yourself and don't get flustered in the, in the moment, which yeah. is like something you really can't teach someone to do. We just have to have that internally. But like all these coaches panic and make stupid decisions. They know we're wrong in the moment all the time with their yeah. timeouts, their clock management, uh, with penalties. It's just so fucking stupid. Like so much of what they do is fixable. That's what drives me crazy. Yeah. Saban just executes at a higher level than anybody else. I know it sounds reductive, but it's true. He's just looking for problems and solving them and then doing things correctly in the game and not making his not making mental mistakes. It was like, sounds like football guy bullshit, but it's absolutely true. And all these hitters get panicked every time they play him or someone like a, a, of equivalent talent. Yeah. They just panic and freeze up and, and they can't hack it. Yeah, he doesn't ever – Nick Saban doesn't freeze up. It doesn't happen to him. Like, it, 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 the times that Alabama loses, it's not because Nick Saban blew it, right? Like, it's it's not that, you know, right. oh, he, he made a bad you – no, know, he doesn't do that. He does not make a bad decision in the game. It doesn't happen. It's, I can't think of a single time that Nick Saban, like, blew a game for his team. I guess maybe, like – I guess the, the, the kick six, you could the say. 2014, like, the 2014, the kick six, the six, kick six was a very stupid – that's fair. Yeah. That's also such a one-in-a-lifetime and, play. And he's also – he has he – has, declared uh, in his I think it was in his book I can't remember who it was I think it was a friend of the show John Rostein who was telling me this that in Saban's book he he declared that uh that kick six and then the sugar bowl in 2014 as like the two most important games of his career right because that was I mean I, I would agree with him he completely changed the way that his program worked after those two games and they've not had those same issues since like Alabama's got a kicker yeah. now Alabama doesn't have slow linebackers now. And he just does this anytime there's a weakness, anytime there's anything that isn't absolutely perfect, he goes and changes it. And it's just impossible to keep up with for these for these other programs. But it's not they, impossible. That's the, the thing. That, like that's, it is possible. You I, just have to try to do it. And these guys aren't even trying to do it. Yeah. And they're they're just they're I mean, they're not him. <laughs> that's that's the issue. Right. Is that I, you can't you but can't. But it's just it's just, frustrating because some of them, you just want to like, like you just want to grab Kirby Smart, like Ryan Day, and to a lesser extent, Dabo. Because Dabo beat him twice. Yeah. Like Dabo got two national titles at this era. You can't tell him shit. I yeah. Think. Like, yeah. Good, good for Dabo. With, uh, yeah. Same with Urban Meyer. Like as much as a, as a moron as Urban Meyer is, he got two titles. Like yeah. if you win multiple rings, it's not a fluke, right? Like it, with three titles. Sorry for Urban. Well, but only um, only two in the Saban era. But yes. Fair enough. Um, so two titles to save an era. That means something. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah, right. It's not a fluke when that happens. But all these other guys, you just want to sit them down and like grab them by their chubby little, maybe maybe very red cheeks, perhaps. Maybe uh, her suit red cheeks. You just want to grab my little cheeks and just scream at them. Like, what are you fucking doing? Like, think about this. Just like the answer to so many of the problems and like just be smarter. Just think better. Like it really, like, it's not that hard. Like when someone's screaming at you, like how to improve a program, and you resist all outside ideas, and you don't have to that's you know, take your thoughts seriously. Yes. Like that's the thing is they they aren't creative, they aren't curious, they are intellectually curious. They don't seek new ideas. That fucking sucks. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that I've been that I've been sort of pushing on, and I think that you can extend it to these programs in general. Is that a lot of them don't see any reason to change. Like I don't think George is going to yeah. look at this season after it loses to Alabama a second time and say, yeah, we need to change how we do things. It's not going to. They like how they do things. They think it's perfect. They think it'll work. Like, right. They think they're just a couple of plays away from everything working and out. And that's the, that's the rub with all of these coaches is that a lot of them are very, very, very good at the thing that they do, right? Like Kirby Smart is an extremely good defensive coach. Extremely good. Extremely yeah. good recruiter. Right. One of the best in America. I, I mean, probably the best defensive coach and recruiter in America short of Nick Saban. 
And yeah. Ryan Day is Lincoln a, Riley and Ryan Day are like yeah, the best quarterback good, they, recruiters they developers run and offensive really, minds of passing schemes. Yes, yeah. and you have you know coach like Mario Cristobal is a brilliant recruiter. He's a really good recruiter. Jimbo Fisher is a really good recruiter. But you have these guys who are absolutely convinced that their shit doesn't stink. They're convinced. Oh, it's gonna work this time. It's gonna. I'm not doing anything I wrong. Just I'm just. It's, it's just how timing. do you think that when you're losing? If you're not winning, how do you think that? I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's they're not mentally they're not mentally ill enough. That's their problem. <laughs> do you know who I think is mentally ill enough to do this, and who I think might actually do this? Um, this, us. this is a, yes, us. But no, <laughs> as a as a long term prediction, as a guy who I think could be maybe not the next Saban, but the next guy who builds a program out of nothing, where we're just like, oh shit, I didn't even realize he was doing that. Um, Dave Aranda is this specific kind of insane guy. He is Dave Aranda is absolutely yes. yes. He's a crazy person. Like I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not saying this as a joke. Dave Aranda is a fucking crazy person. And he like the, what was that? Uh, the scenario they had uh, at the end of the game against Oklahoma, where he knew the tiebreaker rules off the top of his head for like point yeah, differential. He's a fucking crazy uh, person. He's an insane right. person. Like that level of attention to detail is. <laughs> but but he just turned down the chance to go to a power program instead of Baylor instead. He doesn't need so it. like. I'm convinced he doesn't uh, need it. I, I don't think know, man. I think he's going to build it at Baylor. I, I am absolutely. I think he's in Texas. He's fine. He's in the. He's going to be the best team in his own conference. I think he's going to build it at Baylor. Um, maybe. I don't know. I hope so. I hope you're right, but I don't believe that. Uh, to be honest, I don't think it's possible. I think he just needs um, a quarterback. I think he is a quarterback away. Should have got Quinn Ewers. Should have paid up, dude. Yeah, should have uh, paid up. Absolutely, <laughs> should have paid up. But I, I think that the the recruiting is going to pick up there as they continue to win games. I think that Dave Aranda is absolutely the kind of guy who just like it, it is. It's it's not even so much a, a. I don't think I would consider it a virtue in anything other than coaching, but a complete inability to be satisfied with literally anything ever. That is that is the thing that Nick Saban has. He has never he's never happy. There's no shit that makes yeah. Nick Saban happy. He's fucking miserable. He's miserable right and now as we record this. Nick Saban has Ryan Donnelly mindset. <laughs> 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 yes, absolutely. Yeah, Nick Nick Saban absolutely. He's gonna win that national title and he's gonna be pissed because he didn't like this team. He didn't like the way that they did it. He thought it was wrong. Oh yeah. Like he'll never like I actually do feel bad for Nick Saban in a way that he'll never really experience like true joy. I think in his life. Yeah, I don't think he ever has. I, I, I don't think, think he probably likes. He probably doesn't like his kids very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the early. I think that the early teams he did like. I think that like the 2012 team, the 2009 team, those teams he did like. I don't think he likes the way that he has to win right now, and he does it because he's a, he's a you know he's a trooper about it. He, it's he what gets he, it's it. What he, it's what he does. What he, does. Yeah. he would rather win than than you know <laughs> than run the shit he wants to run because uh, he's not an idiot and he can do math and think, yeah, it'd be better if I win than if I get to do the things that I want to do. Um, but like I I think that he probably did really enjoy those early teams where they were just bludgeoning teams with defense and running the ball. I, I think he hates this shit, but he's not a baby. He's a grown man and he knows that it's his job to win football games and so he does it. And I think that that is just the, that's the issue with all of these other top tier but not quite Nick Saban coaches is that they're fucking it, babies. They're babies about right. it. Grow up. It's uh I like uh I like Bill Green's uh thing on this his line he always uses a uh, 
uh, Buckeye Sweep reporter Bill Green always says, you know, it's not a hobby down there, right? It's, it's not a hobby yeah. for Nick Saban. <laughs> like, this is his life. This is like everything he cares about is football. It's all he cares about. It's not like a fun game that you enjoy. And like, if you get close to your goal, oh, it's a great season. Let's smile and have fun. Like, it's your fucking job to do nothing and not sleep until you win national championships. That is all you think about all the time. And once you win them, it's your job to go win more. There's never enough. You just keep doing it again and again and again and again until you die on the job. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, West Virginia excellence. And yeah. I salute him for being an Appalachian King. Like, um, this is and when not, it all comes down to it, uh, that's what it's all about. And this this is not a job where Nick Saban feels that he has the the agency to go out and hire his friends. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't work with his friends. It's, his friends are morons. He doesn't want to hire his friends. He, right. he wants to win football games. Like, this is, uh, yeah, I could give you a job, but you suck at coaching, so I'm not going to. Like that. Right. What and who do you think he has friends? I don't know. Like, I don't even know if Nick Saban has any friends. Yeah, and I hope he doesn't. You don't hear coaches frequently talking about how much they love Nick Saban. How much they how how you know they like to hang out with Nick Saban. Like his friend is Bill Belichick, who's also this. Those are the only right. All right. that's the right. only guy he can be friends with. He hates the probably rest like, of them. I'm sure him and like Tom Brady or like Tiger him and Tiger Woods would probably get along fucking great. Yeah. Except he probably looks down on Tiger Woods for losing control at the Dude, end. Yeah, like the, um, the re- that's the issue. You can't be friends if you're one of these guys because everybody else is a loser. That's like Nick Saban. Right. Doesn't Kobe Bryant hang out. is yeah. one of these guys. He doesn't like Kobe Bryant hang out with losers. Dudes. I'm good. I don't want right. to hang out with losers. They're those guys who post that, you know. Average people, you know that, that fucking quote about, <laughs> yes. oh God, what is it? It's from a Georgia Tech football coach, which is the funniest part about this. Yeah. But it's like, you know, winners look around and like worried they're going to be losing. Losers look around and expect to win. It's just like bullshit like that. Yeah, sure. Like it, it's that mindset. Oh, anyway. Anyway, we got to wrap. Um, <laughs> Alabama's going to win because Kirby Smart doesn't take football seriously enough. Yeah. No one does except Nick Saban. And actually, you know what? You know who does too? And doesn't, it doesn't work for him, mm-hmm. which is probably the most tortured existence in life. Will Muschamp. Yes. Will Muschamp is one of these guys who has this mindset but can't figure out the answers. And that has to be the worst. <laughs> Will, the Will Muschamp literally I feel, can't hire the right offensive coordinator. He just doesn't I know. I feel <laughs> so bad for Will Muschamp <laughs> because he has this mindset 100% down. And he doesn't know how to do it right. He just gets screamed and frustrated. And um, he's Russell Westbrook, essentially. Poor guy. Um, anyway, uh, you can follow Ryan on Twitter at B1G underscore Ryan. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. The show is at Field Flipping. Uh, if you like the show, tell one friend. That's all we ask. One that's friend. Right. Just one. Just just go out, grab your first guy that you know who you think would like off-season college football podcast stuff. Uh, and let them know that Flipping the Field is, is available for, for free on all of the podcasting apps. And you can and then kiss them. And then kiss them. Give him. a little Give smooch. Him, a big kiss on the mouth to really seal the deal for us. I mean, <laughs> you do do what we would do, which is kiss your friend on the mouth. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. We'll recap the college or the, the, the playoff championship game, I guess. Uh, you already know what's going to happen. We already told you. It's happening as you're listening to this, and we're 100% correct. Nick Saban is furious. His team is up by 30 points. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right, bye, guys.